You're listening to the Weekend Sweep Sports Podcast. And welcome back to episode 15 of the Weekend Sweep Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Cameron Lane, joined by my co-host, Connor Lane and Gabe Dotson. We got a wild episode. Yep. So as Gabe mentioned, we've had a ton of stuff go down since our last episode. So we're um, we're probably going to have a little bit of a longer fast break, and then we're going to keep the main topics to Duke and some of the March Madness stuff and the commanders. So starting here first, obviously touch more on this later, but Carson Wentz gets picked up by the commanders. Um, Duke falls short in the ACC championship to Virginia tech. So uh, good Virginia tech first, uh, you know, first ACC championship in basketball, that uh, that ACC championship will pair well with the national championships that they've won in other sports. Uh, let's see, Which Kansas. One? What? Which ones? <laughs> That's why I was being sarcastic. That was a joke. <laughs> oh, bro, I know. Uh, um, Kansas, Tennessee, Arizona Tech uh, win the conference tournaments. Um, Alexander Ovechkin. Currently sitting at 766 goals and is tied for third all time in the NHL. Let's go, OV. We're getting it. We're getting it. Yeah, slowly but surely. Um, Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Yeah, that that was a big pickup for them. I mean, they had to go get somebody after, you know, you know who goes to Denver. I say, can we talk about that division with the Chiefs, now the Chargers, now with him? You know, and uh, it, it, I mean, you Matt, like that's going to be a heck of a division. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, a big defensive move. Bobby Wagner goes to Dallas. Yeah, this pissed me off. I mean, I understand it because he, you know, he's going to play with Dan. He used to play with in Seattle, but I'm like, come on, man, dude. Like, how many good linebackers do they need? Yeah, they I mean they already have. You know, they got Vanderess, who's obviously, honestly, pretty looked over. Um, is he I, in my opinion, I, see? I, don't I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about the Cowboys. Maybe, maybe he was one of the guys that got a franchise tag. <clears throat> Possibly, but I mean, and you know, Mike Parsons. So I mean, they already got two really solid linebackers. Right. Yeah, it's but, like I, I guess this means Michael Parsons is going to be like more of the end now. But I don't know. Smart move. Yeah. They're probably about to lose Randy Gregory. Yeah. Um. So the first race of the Formula One. Uh, series. This is this Sunday. Gabe, anything to... In Bahrain, Lewis Hamilton coming for that revenge. Been excited watching the Netflix <laughs> lead up to this Sunday. So can't wait for Lewis to get back out there. He's got a new teammate this year, George Russell, uh, right alongside him in the Mercedes. So yeah. Next, um, the MLB finally ends the lockout. Um, after what seems like years, you know, finally get a finally come to a decision, um, get settled, and already some you know big moves, which we'll touch touch on later. Already some big moves in baseball going on. Yep. So happy to have baseball back, man. Yep. Um, also, big news that came out this week: Calvin Ridley gets suspended for a year from the NFL. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's some wild stuff, man. I mean, like uh, every uh, every NFL game you watch, half the commercials are about draft other draft websites or other uh, betting websites, you know. So it's uh, you know straight hypocrites, right? Little odd. Uh, the the stance I take with Calvin Ridley is the same stance I take on Pete Rose. Uh, if you are betting against your team and if you are purposely uh, trying to throw your throw the game so that you can win some money, not only should you be suspended, you should be jailed for life. Uh, but any other bets uh, are completely fine, right? If you're betting for your team and you're trying to win, uh, you know, props to you. I don't know if you saw it. I think uh, PFT Commander, I think he was talking about, uh, he had a tweet that said something like, NFL players, all NFL players should have to bet 10% of their salaries on their teams to win and (laughs) more incentive to win a game. I think it's a brilliant idea. That is a good idea. Um. Gabe, go ahead. DC United and UFC 272. Yeah, man. DC United <clears throat> took up the second bit of the season last weekend versus Cincinnati to go uh, on the season. But then uh, a couple days ago on Saturday, lost to uh, Chicago at home uh, 2 nothing, And that was Kiri from uh, – he didn't score, but Shakiri, if you guys remember him, from Liverpool and, uh, you know, all kinds of – you know, teams over in Europe, he plays for Chicago now. Uh, so he's on Chicago. Sucks that the weather was terrible. I was looking forward to going to that game, but uh, wasn't able to make it. And then, obviously, a couple weeks ago, uh, what's his name? Colby Covington beats Jorge Masvidal in five rounds. The wrestling match went exactly yeah. like that was That wasn't was exactly. a UFC fight. That was a exactly. high school wrestling match. Yeah. That's why I didn't even call it a fight. The wrestling match went exactly how he was expected it to be. He did not want nothing to do with Jorge's fists. Um, he just wanted to hold him, sniff the jock strap, and just, you know, <laughs> do, what, do what Kobe Covington does. And Greg Hardy ended up losing. He got knocked out again that night. Bro, he got dropped from the UFC yesterday. Did you see that? I did not. No, I did yeah. not. That makes sense because they gave him a good run, and he started out well. He got his hype up there for a little bit, uh, but they kept giving him opportunities, and he – been going to sleep like the last two or three and uh Bryce Mitchell out of Arkansas uh 50 you know picked up a win versus Edson Barbosa uh the first UFC fighter to ever be rewarded camo shorts after he has cut the promos after his last three fights for some camo shorts now that Venom's the sponsor they finally hooked him up so he was hype and uh you know big win for him yeah that's sick um I will give Give Gabe a quick shout out here. Um, betting wise, he told me that there was no way that this fight would go to a decision, and to not put my money on it. So I, uh, I put my money on a, um, what do you call it when they tap out, Gabe? Oh, submission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah submission. Because he's like, oh, this dude's a grappler. He's gonna get him in a hole. Yeah. And lo, lo and behold, it uh, went went to decision. So <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds like sounds like my luck every time I try to bet on. Anything, let alone UFC, which yeah. But, um, LeBron, LeBron's been going off lately. Man had fifty one, I think, the other night against the Wizards in a game that we were winning for a while. Um, just kind of took over the Wizards, bro. They ain't impressive. No, I'm just saying. But he's been dude's been playing really well. He had yeah, thirty he had, some. I think he had yeah. thirty some last night. Oh, no, he had fifty six. Oh, he did have fifty. No, I stopped watching. Yeah, no, in the, uh, in the third quarter. <laughs> No, versus the Wizards, he had 51, but he had 56 the other 
the other week, uh, earlier the week, last night. Uh, I, I think, thought, you, yeah, well, last night I don't know how many he had, but yeah, he's he had over playing, 30, he's but been he's been playing well. well. He's the first person, so he's – I saw this come up the other day. I think it might have been last night. He's the first person ever to um, have over 10,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know. So, I mean, I know we won't get into this discussion because I know how y'all feel about it, but uh, still pretty cool to recognize uh, something that something like that that no one's done before. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, it's just of all the goats That's in cool, the man. league. Good for of you. all the goats in the league now, I just, I don't know. I just, I just can't get with them. It's weird. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, I, I keep putting back my experience with him versus the Wizards, and it's always dated. Um, but I've gotten over sports moments from certain people before so i don't i don't know what it is wrong but yeah um also big news came out yesterday tom brady after two months comes out of retirement you want to say i told you so <laughs> bro i mean hey nobody nobody throws for 5300 yards and 43 touchdowns or retires that, <laughs> that, that ain't never happened and that will will never happen yeah, my man, my man went home to his wife and kids and was like, yeah. "Man, I stick around here for all." Yeah, he came back, came back like yeah. he forgot something. I mean, everybody could go ahead and just hang it up right now because I don't know if you saw that report, but over the past, I think it's eight years, um, yeah. the year after Tom Super Brady Bowl has lost, lost a playoff Bowl, game, lost, he's Super won Bowl, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. So, yeah, uh, Tampa Bay's winning the Super Bowl. And Cam, I was telling Connor earlier, if you were lucky enough to place a bet for the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl two days ago, you would have got him at plus two or uh, plus 2,500 odds. And now Brady's back there at plus 750. So. Yeah, there was a JD bet. What'd you say? There was like a $500,000 bet made the other day yeah. before he came yeah, back. 50 some, some dudes knew all about this stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And they know something we don't. And uh, lastly here on the fast break, y'all wanted to talk about Popovich. Yeah, Coach Popovich, man, picks up the most wins in NBA history. And I, I just couldn't think of, you know, while we're honoring, uh, you know, Coach K, and his, you know, his time in the NCAA and him wrapping it up, you know, Popovich is out here in the NBA and has always been a class act, a, a true, uh, you know, a true sportsman and a leader in the, uh, you know, in the NBA community. And, uh, you know, no better deserving coach in the league to, you know, eclipse that mark right now. And was real hype for him the other day when I saw that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, super super cool for Pop. I mean, he definitely deserves it over all the uh, great teams he's had. And, you know, just, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that it doesn't matter who's on the team, yeah. right? I mean, even the teams he had, you know, obviously he had some great players for a while, but even the teams he has were maybe not the best guys on it. You know, he still makes it work. So, yep. shout out. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs are like the Steelers. They always find a way to, you know, have a pretty solid team yep. no matter what. Uh, and have obviously had a long tendered coach, too. Um, getting on here, so we'll move to the main topics. Duke basketball, um, been a really up and down yeah. last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, right after we recorded our last episode that aired, they played, you know, Coach K's last home game and, you know, end up losing, kind of getting whooped there at the end, getting spanked a little bit by UNC. It's a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, I think. I mean, I think the pressure got to us a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. Um, you know, with all the festivities and stuff going on and all that, I just think there was a lot. There's a lot of pressure. We're talking about a UNC team that's really not that good, and 
yeah, had a had a mediocre season. So, I mean, they got they got nothing to lose. Yeah, they didn't. They that and it's tough sometimes when you get into those situations. You, like you like you mentioned, you have these big nights, and you have you're playing a team that is their backs up against the wall, really. And again, they have nothing to lose, so they they want to play spoiler, right? Like it's it's when you're you know when you're in the NFL and you're you're the Redskins playing the Cowboys and the Cowboys get this seed. If the Redskins beat them, they miss the playoffs or something, right? It's like they could uh they UNC could have cared less. It was tough. The guys didn't pull it out for you know Coach K, but um, you know, the, the speech and the, you know, everything obviously outweighed the, uh, the yeah. loss, but if you saw K after the game, obviously yeah. he was, that, that was unacceptable. And yeah. I, love I really, I really liked the, the, him talking after the game. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I'm surprised he did it to be honest with you. Like, after, like if, since they lost, I'm surprised he actually went through with it, but yeah. I, well, apparently it was like unscripted. I thought I heard that it like, wasn't actually like. On the schedule, oh, it would. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the dude's an incredible public speaker as well. So, I mean, I'm not sure about that. That could be wrong, but I thought I read that. But yeah, so uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys both, right? I mean, all the pressure in that game was on us, right? I mean, um, Coach Cat, Coach K's last game in Cameron, right? Um, you know. We beat them by 20 yeah. before, right? You got all I mean, the ex-players there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything. We had everything to lose. And, uh, you know, I mean, the first, the first like, five or six minutes of that game, um, I mean, that's probably the ugliest Duke basketball I've ever watched in my entire life. I mean, we could not have got off to a worse start. I mean, um, I mean we, we couldn't even bring the ball up before. We couldn't even dribble. We couldn't even make simple passes. I think we scored like four points in the first like however many minutes or like a couple field goals in the first however many minutes, um, you know. So just, uh, you know, and, and I had, you know, as much as I thought we would win that game, I, I did have a feeling just like in the pit of my stomach that just, you know, all this pressure and having, you know, for the most part, 18-year-old kids out there running around, yeah. um, it's going to get to them more than likely, right? And, uh, and it did, and it did, and, you know, and we lost, um, but, you know, it, you know, <clears throat> it, it's, it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, it's like the highlight of everyone's years to see Duke lose. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, Kenny comes out of the woodworks. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> yeah. like I, I just want to, I want to just kind of dedicate a few minutes to this. If, if you guys don't mind, <laughs> um, the, the, the power of, of Duke, is unmatched in all of sports. It is unmatched, right? When Duke loses a game, I have people that I haven't talked to in months <laughs> reach out to me. <laughs> right? I can't tell you how many times I've been walking through a grocery store or, you know, Target or, you know, someplace out in public with a, with a Duke shirt on or a Duke hat on where a complete stranger has commented just to say something nasty about my Duke shirt or my Duke, right? And like, do you have to know the hate in people's hearts? Do you know, like, Coach K owns in these people's heads? Like, Duke basketball, it it is unmatched in all of professional sports. I don't care if it's the, the Yankees at the height of their World Series runs. 
don't match the power of Duke basketball. You know what's sad is we're 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 kind of sound like ourselves when Cowboys lose, and we dig into the Cowboys fans. We do. It's <laughs> we do. But, it's but, not okay but that's to what do I'm it saying. Back. No, but this is the thing. As much as we do it to Cowboys fans, right. it doesn't compare to the way it happens with Duke fans. If I see a guy walking around in a Cowboys shirt, like I don't say a word. You're, right? They're, they're expected. It's losers. cool, man. Yeah. Like it's cool. You got a uh, you got a Cowboys shirt on. Like like the Cowboys like. That hate is not in my heart where I have to go to a complete stranger and tell him hey, that's a terrible thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like like Duke has literally broke some hearts out here. Like like just ruined that's people's true. lives. Cowboys are not breaking like, hearts. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Duke has that's ruined true. some people's lives. Like people have not <clears throat> right? uh, so I, you know, it's 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 it is wild. Yeah. And I wanna go off that too. So I have at school I have several friends who are UVA fans. They told me the other day that these said UVA fans were all pulling for tech. Now, I've never been a tech fan. I've never been a UVA fan. But I would imagine if you are a real UVA fan or a real tech fan, you never pull for the other side. Never. Under any circumstances. Absolutely not. So I'm not sure how these people are really just gonna jump on the you know, jump on the tech bandwagon. <laughs> exactly. But, um, That's what I told. Like you, you had Con- when I told Connor about this the other day, Gabe, he had a really good, really good explanation. He was like, "This would be like UNC, you know, playing Tech or something like right. that, or playing UVA." Yeah. Us being like, "Oh man, I really don't want UVA to win. I'm just going to root for UNC." Yeah. Not- <laughs> like, come on. Again, just like rooting for the Cowboys, it's not going to happen yeah. as a Redskins fan. That's yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's that's why I told you I was like the. Like you got dudes out here selling their souls just to see a Duke loss, right? Like you got Maryland fans, right? Who, why in the world would Maryland ever pull for North Carolina? Well, guess what? Them dudes are selling their souls just to see a Duke loss. You know, yeah. you, hate, these, you hate to see it. Same thing with these Virginia fans. Like dudes out here selling their souls to just to see Virginia Tech right. win the ACC championships. Like, come on now. Like the, the, the jealousy, man, like, hey, you know, and, and I, you know, and I say this, right. And I say this and I'm critical of these people, but, you know, it makes me smile. Right. Because like I said, you know, it's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, get your kicks in while you can. Right. Because there's, there's not many chances that you have to make fun of Duke. Right. They don't lose very often. They don't get laughed at very often. So when you get your chance, you better take it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to, uh, another thing too. I wanted to touch on, just to kind of go along with that, right? Not only are the fans, not only do the fans, right, have that, uh, that that desire to beat Duke, but it's also reflective in the players, right? I mean, let's go back to the Carolina game, right? <clears throat> uh, Baycott goes for twenty three. Brady Manning goes for twenty. Caleb Love twenty two. R.J. Davis twenty one, right? R.J. Davis and Caleb Love look like they never even played basketball before the other night when they played Virginia Tech. But when they play Duke, buddy, them boys are ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jimmy Beheim scored 28 points against us in the ACC tournament. For my brother! Jimmy Jimmy Beheim could have thrown the ball up behind his back and that that joint would have gone in, right? Like uh, Hunter Couture in in the championship game, 31 points, right? Every shot he took seemed like it went in. Like Dudes just rise to the occasion when they play us, right? And they play games that they like. 
they do things that they've never done in their lives, right? If I was in a room and I had a gun to my head and they said, hey, you need to pick a guy to make a three-point shot or we're going to shoot you in the head. And the three people standing there were Brady Manick, Ray Allen, and Steph Curry. Excuse me, Brady Manick against Duke. Ray <laughs> Allen, Steph Curry. I'd pick Brady Manick against Duke because the dude doesn't miss when he plays Duke. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd be the guy <laughs> to save my life. You know? So, hey, uh, you know, more power to him, um, you know. Uh, Virginia Tech, I, I got to give a lot of credit to them, right? Um, I'll even give some credit to Carolina for the game they played against. Played a really good game. Uh, they whooped us, right? I'll say the same thing for, for Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is playing really well right now. Um, you know, they're a, a veteran-led team <clears throat> that's playing good basketball. Um, but I just – I feel it's important to get this stuff out just just so no, nobody ever, ever forgets, you know? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought, you know, at points of that game, it, I mean, you could just tell, I think Tech wanted a little bit more than we did. Yeah, no, I, and they just, uh, you know, they were playing well, man. They really were. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I got them winning at least two games in the tournament. Um, I think they're a really good team, and I think they're a team that's got a, a chance to make a good little run here. So, yeah, especially I, I, while they're hot. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. Well, I mean, play, we also the other night we couldn't hit anything. I mean, at one point we were like three for fifteen from three, yeah. and we just kept on shooting. And we we're yeah, getting all our we we're getting our points inside, but yeah. yet we keep yeah. going in there, get fouled, and then we can't yeah. hit a free throw. Yeah, and that, uh, AJ, I think AJ was like what one for eight for three, something I mean, like that, not like that. And th- and that's the thing, right? I mean, it's you know, we shouldn't completely depend on the three, right? We shouldn't. Yeah. But here's the thing. Realistically, if we're going to win games, especially at this time of year, we're going to have to make those shots. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, and it's going to come down to are we able to do that? Um, are we able to make those buckets? And then and the other thing is, I mean, the defensive performances have just been lackluster, <clears throat> right? And I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure, you know, uh, you know, Paulo, I hate watching him play defense. I mean, it's like – it's like watching Jaleel Okapor when he used to play defense. Like it's just there's not a whole lot of urgency there, right? And it's it, it becomes frustrating um, because you know that's the kind of stuff that wins you games. Like the last minute and a half of that Syracuse game where we finally just buckled down and played D, and we went on like an eight zero run to finish the game. I mean, why can we not do that all the time? You know what I mean? Why do we have to wait till the very end to start playing like that? Um, you know, and it's the point now. I mean, we've talked about this countless times on the podcast now, right? Um, I'll tell you right now, it would not surprise me if we won six games in a row uh, and won a national championship. And it also would not surprise me if we lost to Cal State Fullerton on Friday night. You know what I mean? Um, it really wouldn't. Either way. Either way, it would not completely surprise me. Um, you know. I, I hope for our sake, I hope for, for Coach K's sake, for God's sake, you know, um, I, I, I hope we come out. I hope we play well, you know, um, but, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see. We got some things we need to uh, to fix and uh, areas to improve. Um, but, you know, you know, like, like we said last week, right, we still beat Kentucky this year, right? We still beat Gonzaga, right? We still beat Carolina by 20 points. We still won big games all year long. Um, there's no reason why we can't do that. There's no reason, right? If we play the way we can play, 
we can beat anybody in the country. And I, I really believe that. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I just, it'll be interesting coming down the stretch. So, but, uh, all right. So moving on now, we'll get into, um, some of the Washington commanders news that came out this week. Um, and probably the most disappointing of it all is we sign Carson Wentz. And not only do we sign Carson Wentz, but we picked up his entire contract from the Colts, which I think was like $28 million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for our regular listeners, I will reiterate this and, you know, first time listener or whatever, uh, you'll hear this now. I said last week we are going to be, we, there's a, Good chance that we would, you know, pick up somebody who wasn't very good, like we've done. And I said we're gonna, you know, we're gonna mess around and we're gonna bring somebody in who you know hasn't been in our system, blah blah blah. And Taylor Heineke, after all these the organization said about not wanting him to be the quarterback, Taylor Heineke is gonna beat him out. And you know, I don't know if it's gonna be right away or whatever. You know, Wentz might play a few games, but at some point. I don't think Taylor Heineke's done playing. And, you know, Carson Wentz, he's coming from he's coming from the Colts, right? Where they run the ball thirty times a game and he can hide behind Jonathan Taylor. He can't he, nobody do that here. He's gonna have to throw the ball. Um, yeah, you know, so uh I mean, <laughs> I mean you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And uh, you know, so I mean, I, I don't know where to start with this. I don't know where to start with this. I uh uh, you know, I, I'm sure you know. You guys saw it on Instagram. More red flags than a communist parade, right? Is <laughs> right. Um, if you look at that line, right, uh, 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Pretty good, right? Pretty good stat line. Um, but you know, the locker room stuff and the off the field stuff is just there. Are so many red flags with this guy, right? First off, let's talk about this. I mean, the guy was was almost the MVP for the Eagles before he got hurt in their Super Bowl year, right? Um, what is it, two years after that, two and a half years after that, they, they get rid of him, right? They don't want him anymore. Get the guy the heck out of here uh, for whatever reason, right? We can't even have him in the building. We need to get rid of him. The Colts, the Colts trade a first-round pick and a third-round pick in order to get him, and after one year, they get rid of him. After one year, right? That's a first-round pick you traded for this guy, and you get rid of him after one year? I mean, that is shady. That is super, super shady, right? <clears throat> and then you get this report that comes out where Frank Reich, who obviously was was his coach in uh, in uh, Philly, right, who, and who basically uh, put his neck out there last year and said, hey, bring Carson Wentz here. It's going to be great. He's going to be a, you know really solid for us. He's the guy we need, right? Frank Reich, after one year, has gone to uh, the Colts owner, Jim Irsay, and is literally apologizing to him for how bad the situation turned out, right? <clears throat> so I'm not sure what this guy does in the locker room. I'm not sure uh, what kind of cancer, um, you know, he starts. But, I mean, it, there seems to be something glaring there because, I mean, two organizations basically in the midst of, of two years now have just done whatever they could to get him out of the building. So, you know, I hope I'm wrong, right? I hope I'm wrong. And um, I hope, <clears throat> I hope you know, 
you know, I hope his play on the field is uh, is what really you know kind of takes charge for us. Um, but I mean, I ha- I seriously have my doubts with this guy, and uh, you know, I mean, he he's a gifted quarterback, right? And uh, you know, I- I'm with you, right? Taylor could probably give him a run for his money in some points. Um, but I mean, if we're paying this guy twenty eight million dollars, like he's gonna play, and uh, I mean that you know that's a whole other thing, right? I mean, we had one of the highest salary caps in the league, right? We had like thirty three million dollars to spend, and we bring him in, and it takes up twenty eight million of that to leave us with five, right? I mean, it's just it makes no sense, man. It makes no sense. I understand we need a quarterback, but it just seems like you know. <clears throat> it seems like we're paying way too much for a guy who is, you know, yes, he's probably above average, but there's so many red flags that come along with him. I just don't see why it's worth it, you know? I agree. So it's my favorite, and I've said this before, it's my favorite time of the Redskins season. That's the all season, right? Because we got all this stuff to look forward to normally. And then we find out we got Carson Wentz, right? So, first of all, there's so much to this, right? Because, as you mentioned, Cam, we got him for $28 million, right? However, he's only locked in with us for one year right now. So, where we're at, we're looking at Carson Wentz. And I imagine they're saying... Carson Wentz has got one year guaranteed, okay? He wants to reignite his career. He can do that here in Washington, and he has to play football. So, in their mind, imagine feeling like they're probably going to get the best season they're, they're going to be able to get out of Carson Wentz right now so that he can get himself paid after the season. Because Lord knows, if he goes out and he plays ball and he does well, that Dan Snyder's going to pay the guy, right? They're going to they're going to think after this year, all the stuff, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is the you know our future, right? And then that's where we may fall into a trap because he has a great breakout year, and we're not necessarily better than what we're used to, right? So we're 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 used to below average. So Carson Wentz could have an average to above average year, and it be a celebration in the city. You know what I mean? So. Carson Carson really controls the cards here, right? Like what is what does he want what does he want his you know, legacy to be remembered as, right? Because he could very well be going from three teams in three years if he doesn't perform this year. So there's some pressure on him, some pressure on him to stay healthy, pressure on him to perform. And honestly, at this point, it's all hope, right? It's all hope we could get the best out of him. It's all hope that he could perform like we want a quarterback to perform and like we've been looking at. And wanting, you know, he was obviously a former first round pick, uh, top five, if I'm not mistaken. Or did they take him top ten? Sure, it was top five. Top five. They really got him two or three. Uh, but nothing. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about it, and I stuck on that until I you know see him play, or honestly until maybe we're in this position next year. So. After I mean, after Rogers resigned and after Russell Wilson goes to Denver, uh, you know we're left with Trubisky, Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. Now, 
now that I bring that up, my uh, my brother Andrew had a nice hot take, right? He was like, hey, uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be uh, essentially exonerated from his charges, right? Or he's not going to be charged. He's going to be made available for a trade. So we got Carson Wentz to trade him to Houston. So we have an appetizing quarterback to trade to Houston. So we don't have to give up as much capital in the draft, right? Thought that was a thought that was a great take by Andrew. Now, if yeah. that happened, you know, who knows? But you know that 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 could be something we try, as you see with the Russell Wilson thing, where they send Drew Locke to Seattle. You know, they have a pretty solid quarterback, right? You know, he has high potential and is still. Um, so, you know, we're 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 there right now, man. We're we're yeah. there. We 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 have who. Who uh, you know they ha- we have the idea of who they wanted this off season right you know in a in a quarterback or someone that's been in the league for you know four to five years now if you will a veteran if you want to call him that so you know we're really gonna see what uh you know what we're gonna do in the draft and that will really tell kind of where we're at and Connor called me the other day he was like yep we are taking Malik Willis at number eleven now yeah I'm. <laughs> and- so it is kind of funny the other day the thing came across my on ESPN and said that we were like uninterested in um, Sean Watson just because of the criminal charges or whatever. Like we wouldn't be interested until they got waived and not. And then fast forward like two days, I see the thing pop up about we, we get Carson Wentz. And then, you know, just a couple of days ago, it comes out that he's getting basically Sean Watson's getting off for the charges he has brought against him. So that's great timing, of course. Yeah, dude, it's like, so this is my thing too, right? I don't know if that's still our stance. Like, we're not interested in Deshaun Watson. And, you know, I don't want to sound like a terrible person. But, look, I mean, it, there's some chatter about, like, well, uh, you know, if, if the commanders got Deshaun Watson, you know, that'd look really bad with, like, uh, you know, just the, the uh, yeah. scandals and stuff that had come out. Look here. What else do we have to lose, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> we got an owner – that I mean, you know, basically ran, uh, you know, the the worst one of the worst organizations you've ever seen in professional sports with just a history of of misogyny and uh, just all this terrible stuff against women. I mean, what do we got to lose, right? People already think we're terrible. People already think we're we're scumbags, right? <laughs> so hey, guess what's going to get people back on board? Wins, right? Wins are going to get people back on board. And Sean Watson's going to bring some wins, right? Carson wins. <laughs> Let's you know? go. Quote it right so. now. Carson wins. Commander Carson wins. Yeah. So, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't care what you say, but the man will put ashes in seats. So, <laughs> whatever. And I, I don't know about y'all, but on the commander's topic, I am really loving calling people commanders now. I'm not going to lie. Like, when we're signing people and we're talking about this, man, I'm – Let's go, Commander Wentz in the building, baby. Let's get this money. You know what I mean? Um, it's time to extend Commander Lauren McLaurin. Let's uh, let go. Commander Lauren. I'm out here, Commander. All right. Well, while we're on the subject, why don't we talk about how we release Commander Collins? Yeah, <laughs> that's true, man. Um, yeah, I mean, as we all talked about, you know, we just what what we do? We 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 ate twenty eight million. And, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, and then we had to make some more room, I guess, for whatever we're going to do and, uh, you know, release Collins for $16 million. I don't know, man. I've always been a fan of Landon Collins. He's an Alabama boy. It can't hurt to have Alabama boys on the team, right? 
Uh, once we moved him inside in, in the linebacker-ish role, you know, he, he played better. But, uh, I mean, he's shit, he's only been in the league for like five or six years. Am I right or wrong? And it's like – That's a little long that. I, I'd love to still see what he got because, I mean – Are you talking about Landon Collins? Yeah. Right, he's been in the league for like 10 years. It's a little long wow. So, this is my thing on Landon Collins, right? <laughs> If I, if I was if I was the GM right sitting across the table from Landon Collins, and he walked in and with a straight face told me that he was he was get paid sixteen million dollars to play next year. <laughs> Landon Collins was Bro. drafted in a twenty fifteen NFL draft. I'm telling you, all right, so seven years, seven years. No, but uh, you know, still, regardless of that, like if my man, I did my man have a straight face when he really said he needed sixteen million dollars to play next year. Right to be a part-time outside linebacker, <laughs> like, to be a to be a two-down outside linebacker, you want sixteen million dollars a year. I mean, yeah, he's out there like Nick Saban paying me twenty. I'll do it for yeah, sixteen. Hey, back your back your stuff, fam. You know that's that's what I'm saying. Like, um, it needed to happen, right? You saw the writing on the wall. Um, I mean, Cam Curl has been a better strong safety than him for two years. Uh, ever you know since up from Arkansas he's been a better strong safety um so you know I wish Landon the best um but yeah happy trails 16 million wasn't gonna happen fam yep um next you know some popular stuff that we've talked about a little bit in the NFL but um Aaron Rodgers resigns with the Packers and Russell Wilson to the Broncos yeah that obviously broke our I'm just like, I called Connor as soon as that happened. I'm like, bro, why does Denver keep getting these quarterbacks, right? Obviously, Peyton Manning left Indianapolis. They get Peyton Manning. Now they're able to make the trade for Russell Wilson. What is so appealing about Denver? I truly don't understand. I really don't. And it's obviously frustrating. And then after you hear all of this stuff, I, I told Connor in the call, I was like, there's no way we didn't match that or, or, or offer better than what Denver had, right? And then you come to find out, you know, they don't want to trade him to the NFC, right? And I saw a report that Russell Wilson would trade his no-trade clause to go to D.C., you know what I mean? And uh, it's just it's just frustrating. And it seems like Seattle really held the cards here because Russell Wilson could have done a lot of good here in D.C. and, and been able to help us turn the, organiza- turn the organization around like we're trying to. And um, – you know, so it really sucks. It's a gut punch not to get him and then to fall back on the ginger Carson Wentz. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the the trade package that we put together was apparently better than the Broncos trade package. Um, and then we were about to say, like, hey, you know, name the player you want and we'll let you know, you know, if he's good or not. Uh, which tells me that, you know, basically anybody was available at that point, um, which quite frankly should have been the case. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Seahawks said, no, we're not trading to the NFC, um, which, you know, Hey, if I was them, I probably would do the same thing. Um, you know, I, I don't understand. I mean, when the, when Aaron Rodgers was rumored to go to the Broncos, right. And now Russell Wilson's going to the Broncos, dude, why do you want to play in a division with, yeah. you know what I'm saying? With, with Pat Mahomes, why do you want to play in a division with Pat Mahomes and the Raiders, right? And the Chargers now with Khalil Mack. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, do, do you want – like, do you want to make – like, I think this is – honestly, honestly, this is one of the big factors, I think, for why Tom Brady came back. 
all the good teams AFC right now. Yeah. Right. Like Tom Brady's looking there saying like, damn dude, like, like we can beat the teams in the NFC right now. Like we really can't, you know, we can get to a Super Bowl. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, you know, kind of sucked. I really, it would have been so, I mean, it would have been huge, obviously, um, you know, for, for our whole organization, if we could bring in Russell Wilson, but you know, it just, just wasn't in the cards. Um, so whatever. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, get back to the MLB lockout here. Finally got it over with. Um, they approve thing, approves things such as the uh, shift being banned. I know we've talked a little bit about that and our feelings about Joey Gallo. Yeah. But um, yeah, a couple big like trades and stuff. Obviously, last night, um, Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez get sent to the Twins for uh, Josh Donaldson and another guy I can't remember his name. Um, that's pretty big. A lot of, I mean, obviously, a lot of Yankees fans. I don't know if y'all know this. A lot of Yankees fans aren't huge fans of Gary Sanchez, so that didn't really surprise me that much. But that's just one. Oh, and um, Matt Olson from the A's got acquired today by the Braves, so it's looking like Freddie Freeman's time as a Brave is going to be done. Yeah, I just read up on uh, the the GM saying how tough it was to bring him. He's been a big part, and obviously was there. Uh, you know big key to their their uh, World Series win. And, yeah, man, it's just it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Like, the the it just got postponed, right? They said they're not playing any games until April 14th. Uh, and I'm pissed because I'm trying to go to open a day on April 4th. <laughs> and literally, like, 40 hours later, they're like, oh, they reached an agreement. Opening day's April 7th. And then guess what? Nationals play at home against the Mets. Guess yep. be on the mound, Degrom or Max Scherzer, right? Degrom. That's uh, that's hype. So I can't wait to be there. Four o'clock start time. One of the first times in a really long time that a game's uh, our opening day started at four. So the atmosphere before the game is going to be incredible and down in Southeast. So I cannot wait to be there. We've obviously made our moves. Cam, you told us last early this morning it was uh, Nelson Cruz. We got. Uh, we got Doolittle back, and then we re-signed Animal Sanchez. Um, and then who uh, we just snagged up one more guy. I can't. I I just drew a blank on him. Um, but we've been I've, active, and I, I I like it so far. Yeah, let's see. Hold on, I'm, let me, my phone won't look. So last year about Nelson Cruz, you want to talk about uh, the universal DH? Like, is there a better guy to have on your team than Nelson uh, Cruz? I, I was just about to say that. I mean, professional hitter Nelson Cruz. Yeah, I mean, career you know career two seventy seven hitter, almost five hundred bombs, over twelve hundred yeah. RBIs. I mean, good dude to have in the lineup, batting behind you know yeah. batting behind uh, yeah. batting behind Soto. So yeah, Steve Steve Sushek, the Angels from the Angels reliever, and then uh, Ahiri Adrianza from Atlanta. So. Oh, yeah. But in stars <laughs> again, yeah, no, it's not about that though. You know what we're talking about where we're we're looking for those one year contracts like our uh, like our World Series year or even last year when we were picking up. Well, who who we get? was the guy from uh, Kyle Schwarber? We got Kyle Schwarber, right? Yeah, a couple other ones <laughs> didn't trade him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's because we were selling at the deadline, and I saw the reports that he we might bring him back uh, here in free agency. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. We gotta we gotta get some offense from somewhere. Hopefully Strasburg 
you know, can get healthy. It seems like that's a routine uh, concern. Yeah, what else and, is uh, new? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see Josiah Gray and then who was the young cat, uh, the uh, catcher that we yeah. got from the Dodgers in the trade last year? Uh, shoot, I can't, can't remember his name. It wasn't Hernandez, was it? Uh, was this on the Dodgers? Yeah, he was on the Dodgers. Remember, he was like their top prospect. I thought it was from like the the Blue Jays or somebody. I didn't think it was the Dodgers. I can't remember. I don't even we remember. Traded, yeah, we traded Trey Turner and Max Scherzer to the Dodgers, and we got back Josiah. Yeah, no, yeah, we did get the catcher. No, God, I don't remember his name, but I know you're talking about. Well, we're gonna that on our part. Yeah, Ebert Ruiz. There we go, Ruiz. I knew it was a Hispanic cat. <laughs> but let's see. Um, I just saw today too that. Um, what do you call it? Teddy Bridgewater is apparently going to sign a deal with Miami. Yeah. And Jacksonville has been uh, – to get yeah. off baseball Jackson, for a second. Why yeah. we're kind of getting – I mean, that's kind of all we had for baseball. So, we'll switch back moves. to football real quick. But Jacksonville is making they're moves. Moves, man. Yeah. Good like, for them. I mean, they just got their – they just got their – what was he, right guard or left guard? Sheriff, I can't remember what side he played on. Right, but, I think. Yeah, they're, they're, they're protecting Trevor Lawrence, which is smart, and they're getting some weapons. I mean, Christian Kirk <laughs> – Lot is going to be a stud for, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence. They'll get what? How you say his name? Etienne. Etienne. Etienne yeah. from Clemson back. So they're uh, I mean, who knows what they'll do? But they're looking good. They traded their whole defense over the years. So yeah, see what happens with that. But yeah, they've been able to deal. They just got Zay Jones too from Oakland. Yeah, he's a good pickup. See Trevor Lawrence with all those guys, man. You're gonna find out, if, you know, if he's the real deal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what we got next here? All right. Um, Champions League round of sixteen. Liverpool lost the other day, one nothing, but they actually advanced um, based off the aggregate point system. Uh, Bayern Munich went seven one. Lewandowski has a hat trick in twenty two minutes. And also, while we're on the subject of Hat tricks. Um, Benzema kind of kills PSG's dreams. Dagger them um, in a three to one defeat. Man, that was uh, tough to watch. Man, I was sporting my PSG jersey all day. Um, wore it to class. Started a free subscription to Paramount Plus just so I could watch the game. And you know we, you know we go up go up early one nothing. And damn, the damn goalie's back there fiddling around with the ball, so we you know bring it back, and you know, and then the second, the second and third goals they scored in the matter of about thirty seconds. I don't know if either of y'all were watching, but yeah. um, you know they score, had a good run, Benzema scores, and then right back off the draw they score again. So, and I mean, we really we needed to win. We needed to win tie or lose by one if we had lost by one we would we would have had to play 30 more minutes yeah. right yeah that was yeah that was tough yeah. they're not this is the, like... system, so we would have went into overtime yeah so yeah tough loss uh way too talented to be losing but again as you've seen with many teams in many different sports it's not about what you can buy um it's you know it's it's just about going out there and making it happen and yeah uh, Karim Benzema is just an animal and put it in put it in beast mode and wanted to keep Real Madrid rolling. 
Bobrovsky had a hat trick, seven to one. I mean, Bayern Munich is just so ruthless in these champion league games sometimes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times they've scored seven goals in the champion match. Yeah. Uh, incredible. And then, uh, obviously, Ronaldo the other day had a hat trick as well. So these Dude, guys, his, did you see his one goal? Yeah, he's the just – The first one, that was a missile. Yeah. But obviously, he had some uh, persuasion in Tom Brady coming back because 24 hours later, he's uh, back in a, in a, in a Bucks uniform after talking with Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, got a, got some other games tomorrow and uh, Wednesday. You have to play, Chelsea play. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, while we're on that, actually, Chelsea sanctioned right now. Cannot buy players. Cannot sell merchandise. Cannot um, for what sell any more tickets to their games because their owner, uh, Russian owner, is sanctioned right now. So, really crazy to see. I don't know if you guys heard that, but yeah, oh, that's and crazy. They are not allowed to sell any. Only season ticket holders who already have tickets can go to the games. They cannot sell any merchandise, and they cannot buy any new players or anything at the moment. Damn. While these these sanctions are on the Russian owner right now, and I don't know if you we if we talked about it or if you guys have seen it, but he was trying to sell the team for this reason. I mean, imagine that because you know one of his close uh, allies and Vladimir Putin, you know, goes to war with Ukraine. Now all of Putin's uh, now I don't I don't know their connection with him, and they may be fueling these type of things or you know fueling Putin and, and paying for certain stuff because they're billionaires, right? But this guy owns one of the richest and most successful, you know, English Premier teams in history. Who's been on a roll the past year, right? And have won the Club World Cup, have won the Champions League, and they've been playing incredible. And just two weeks ago, he puts the team up for sale and is trying to sell the team because he doesn't want these sanctions to affect the team, right? He was trying to get out of this situation before this happened, and was not able to sell or not, not, not able to sell it, but he wasn't, he got to the position at right now where they sanctioned him before all the sales could be, you know, done and stuff like that. So uh, as Luke would say, he could care less because he hates Chelsea. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll save the language for what he said to me the other day. So um, Luke's loving it. Uh, they're all sanctioned right now, but yeah, it kind of, kind of sucks, I guess, to be a fan at the moment. And, you know, not be able to enjoy that or know know what's what's going to happen while uh, while this stuff is going on. Yeah, that's tough. I hadn't heard that. That's uh... <clears throat> back to the just real quick. Back to the, did you watch the entire game? Game. Um, I watched the second half when I got to work. I there. mean, we. I mean, they really for a game that we were winning a good portion of we didn't I mean they just didn't play very well yeah, you know it was awful sure. Neymar was really bad yeah you gotta you gotta Man. think and, and know that Madrid is just you know even you know they had Cristiano Ronaldo all those years but even post Ronaldo they've still remained a competitive uh you know solidified team it's kind of like the Patriots where they've always had a good foundation they've always had great fundamentals yeah and you know they got guys like Luka Modric in the middle of the field that are just controlling the game and, you know, Benzema who can score. And it's yeah. just yeah, – For it, sure, for they, sure. They have a great team. So um, – and, and it's tough, man. I mean, when you're when you're in the French League and PSG, like you play some competitive games, but you're you're not really playing the top players, right? And and that's that's what you're doing when you're in La Liga in Spain. It's like you, you got some of the top players in the world, right? 
So it's uh you know that that certainly makes a difference, which is why the Champions League is so exciting and so fun is to see who kind of steps up and you know really represents themselves, their team, and their league. You know in these moments and in these uh, competitions because it's a it's a representation of what uh you know what you're able to play against and the work you put in. Yep. Um, Connor, Players Championship. Yeah, so uh, you know, biggest purse we've ever seen in uh, in professional golf. Twenty million dollar purse. Um, it's you know often considered the fifth major in professional uh, professional golf. Um, had a lot of terrible weather. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. this, but basically, yeah, there was guys who um, there was guys who played their first round on Thursday. And then didn't tee off in their second round until Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, had had terrible rain, had over five inches of rain over the weekend. Um, gale force winds, had like 15 mile an hour winds. Um, like Brooke Skepka and like Scotty Scheffler's group on, uh, I think, Saturday had to play um, because, you know, bec- having to finish their first round and play their second round, they had to play the 17th hole twice in 50 mile 50 mile an hour winds huh. brooks kept hit one that came up like 30 feet short i mean like wasn't even close um it, it was just almost laughable to watch these guys play um but uh you know they finished today they basically uh finished the third round this morning they came out at, and started the fourth round this afternoon um some you know really good performances cam smith ended up taking the uh taking the dub um, he was 13 under dude, <laughs> dude, um, uh, he's got a three shot lead, uh, on his, when he's hitting his tee shot on 18th hole, pushes it right, um, into the trees. And then all he's got to do is, is, uh, pitch it out into the middle of the fairway and then have a shot into the green with a three shot lead. And, uh, he, uh, freaking hits it over the fairway in, into the water on the other side. I mean, made it, made it really interesting, ended up. Um, you know, basically winning by one shot. Um, shout out to Anabon Lahiri, um, from India with a sole second at uh 12 under. Uh, it's a guy I think he's been on the PGA tour for almost 10 years now, he's never won before. Uh, but uh, you know, winning today, I mean, I, I said this is the largest purse ever, so in winning, Cam Smith took home 3.6 million. Uh, Lahiri in second took took home over 2 million. Um, I think Paul Casey, he was in Seoul third. He took over a little bit over a million. And then uh, shout out to my boy, Kevin Kisner. He was in Seoul, for, Seoul fourth, uh, took home 980,000. This ain't no hobby. Shout out Kevin Kisner. Um, really good tournament. Really cool to watch these guys play in the elements. Um, Justin Thomas playing on Saturday, just kind of, uh, you know, the, the shots he was hitting, you know, shaping it left, shaping it right, hitting it low. I mean, I think he said <clears throat> on one hole with the wind, I think he hit a pitching wedge um, like 198 yards. And then a couple of holes later, he was hitting against the wind and he had the same yardage, like 198 yards, and he had to hit like a five wood. Um, so just really creative golf, um, really cool stuff to watch just because, you know, you don't get to see golf played that way all the time uh, where, you know, it's not just, hey, uh, I hit my pitching wedge a, a hundred and thirty yards, so that's what I'm hitting. You know, you got to get creative. You got to do different things to win. Um, so cool tournament. Um, congratulations to Cameron Smith. Well deserved. 
Uh, the mangy, the mangy dog, Cameron Smith, with the dub. Next, we're going to jump into the March Madness preview. Um, we were going to pick the pick the games up until the Sweet 16 of what our brackets are going to look like. Um, so, is that right? That's what we're doing, just yeah, picking yeah, all the games? Yeah, all that's right. what we're doing. First, we'll start in the West with Gonzaga and Georgia State. I think Gonzaga is yeah. obviously a consensus pick there. I'm going with Gonzaga, yeah. Yeah. Um, next, Memphis and Boise State. Give me Memphis. I'm yeah. going Boise State here. I'm taking Memphis, the nine seed over the eight. Next, UConn, five seed over the 12. UConn, uh, New sure. Mexican State, yep. Yeah. Yeah, You're I'm a good team. New Mexico State here. New Mexico State? Yeah, I'm going with New Mexico State. You got to have a 12 beat and a five. As I told Connor earlier, <laughs> I know um, only the Duke players and Jimmy and Buddy Beheim uh, <laughs> in college basketball. So when I'm filling out these brackets, I'm going off um, past experiences and who's beat who or, you know, what seeds have beat what seeds and maybe what mascots I like, you know. Um, so I'm going to do that. All right, next we got the Arkansas and Vermont game. Four against 13, I'm taking Arkansas. Yep, Arkansas. Um, Alabama, six, and what is, I think it's Rutgers. And yeah, Rutgers. Give me Rutgers was it over Rutgers? Notre Dame in the play, play-in game, and I'll take Rutgers over Alabama. Really? Solid, solid Big Ten team. All right. Yeah, I got, I got Notre Dame beating Rutgers, and then I got Alabama beating uh, Notre Dame. All right. Um, what do you got? Uh, I had Alabama. Who you got in the playing game? Uh, I think Rutgers wins. Uh, I don't think either of them beat Texas Tech, though, so I don't really think it matters. But, um, all right, next, we got Texas Tech, the three, against Montana State, the 14. Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah, really good, really solid squad. Uh, Michigan State, the seven, against Davidson, the 10. Spartans. I'm taking the Spartans. Yeah, so the Spartans they're sitting at a you know lower seed than normal this year. I'm gonna go with Davidson with the upset um, in this in this one right here. Way off. <laughs> um, next, Duke and California State Fullerton we'll take Duke in that one. Amen. Let's go. Um, Baylor against Norfolk State taking Baylor. Yeah, Baylor easily. Next, yep. we have the another matchup of the eight and nine. UNC and Marquette. I'm going with the upset, the nine over the eight, and Marquette. That's right. Let's go, Marquette. Uh, UNC is going to beat them. Send them boys home early. <laughs> um, St. Mary's, <laughs> gold, the five, against the 12 seed, Wyoming. And I, who is that? Wyoming, who is that? I don't even know. Indiana. Indiana, yeah. Wyoming in the play again. Yeah, St. Mary's. I got Wyoming beating Indiana, and I got Wyoming – Beating St. Mary's. All right. Um, UCLA and Akron. Yep. Taking UCLA. Bruins. Bruins. Um, next, this is going to be an interesting game. You got the six seed Texas against the eleven seed Virginia Tech, yeah. who is yeah. hot right now. And yeah. I'm going to get. I'm going to take Tech in this yeah, first game. Easily the best uh, game, first or best game of the first round here. And uh, obviously Texas has been playing ball. 
But Virginia Tech is hot, and when you're going into the tournament, I'm I'm going with Tech. Yeah, give yep. me Tech. Uh, number three, Purdue, fourteen, and Yale. I'm gonna go with Purdue over Yale. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue. Um, Murray State over San Francisco. Yeah, shout out to John Morant getting these guys yeah. hot. The second, yeah, that, uh, yeah, they don't have them no more. So yeah. San Francisco with a dub. I'm going Murray. Let's see who's the next one. Saggy. Oh, shoot. Oh, Hold, on, my... Hold on. My that... bracket, my thing just like went away. I don't no, know. My Wi Fi went out or what? Yeah, it's... Kentucky it's from St. Peter's. Yeah. yeah. Say the next one. My, mine's still not yeah, living. Then we pop up to the South region and uh, we got the one seed, Arizona, versus either Wright State or Bryant. Um, I'm going with Bryant over Wright State. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going with Bryant over Arizona over Bryant. Hey, I will Arizona say, bro, Bryant's got the uh, Bryant has the leading scorer in the nation. Jimmy, I think his name Jimmy Kiss. Okay, um, I don't know if you, <laughs> you saw it. Dude's, dude is a bucket, and dude is a he is a cocky sob, but kids a bucket. So I mean, he could give him fits, but I mean, I think Arizona wins. Yeah, way. and maybe that'll be a good game and. Uh, if, if we're all good betters like Cam Lane, we could pick Bryant here. <laughs> uh, Seton Hall and TCU. You love a good Seton Hall. I'm going with Seton Hall. Seton Hall is always in the tournament. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Me too. Um, Houston and UAB, I'm taking Houston. Houston. Yeah, Houston. Doesn't have any problems. Um, Illinois and Chattanooga. Chattanooga, I'm going with 13 over a four. A lot nine. Yep, me as well. Colorado State and Michigan. Michigan. Jawan Howard slaps back. <laughs> <laughs> I got I have Michigan too. Oh, I'm going with Michigan. Yo, hold on. Hold on. Actually, you know what? Keep, keep going. Let's finish this. I got I got I got something to add about Jawan oh, Howard. Yeah. I just sparked don't, him. Don't let me forget. Uh, Tennessee and Longwood. Taking Tennessee. Easiest yeah, Tennessee. win I see for ten. Um Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, you gotta baby. go with Loyola. What's that old gal, Sister Jean? Screw the Buckeyes, man. Sister Jean, say another prayer. Yeah. I'm taking Ohio State. Yo, <laughs> um, <The old> LeBron. <laughs> I'm Villanova over Delaware. No, no baby. Um, Kansas over. I doesn't even matter who that is. It's yeah. still been the play game. Kansas, Texas A and M C C. I got Texas A and M C C. And then I got uh, Kansas, obviously beating. Yeah. Um, San Diego the bracket and talk about <laughs> San Diego State and Creighton, 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 Blue Jays. Um, I'm taking Iowa over Richmond. No, nope, yeah. I'm going RVA, baby. Yeah, oh, Iowa's been balling. RVA. Um, Providence over South Dakota State. Providence. We used to host these guys for a. Uh, uh, a couple of selection shows out in DC when when I was there, they would they would be playing in the tournament in the area, and then they'd come watch their uh, their bids over the past couple of years in uh, in our well before COVID in our sports bar. So I'm yes. going with Providence. Yeah. Um, next, got LSU, Iowa State. Upset. Iowa State. Louisiana State. I'm Stop taking you. LSU there. Um, Wisconsin and Colgate. Badgers. Yes, sir. At- and T Payne said, I'm going with Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, got the seven <laughs> and the ten seed, USC versus Miami. Hey, Miami, man. Man, this this Hurricanes can play. Yeah. I'm taking Miami too. This pay me to do because the real the U S C uh is my squad in college football, but I'm going with Miami. 
Yes, sir. Um, Auburn. Yeah. Or Eagle. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next, got our next round. Um, Work right back up. My bracket. Where we got to split apart here because we have elections. Couple that we, yeah, a couple that we've missed. So mine is Gonzaga, Memphis. I'm going to take Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm with Gonzaga as well. Yeah, so I got Zag, Boise State, and I'm, but I'm going with the Zags to win. Yeah. Um, UConn and Arkansas is on my bracket. What do y'all have? And what yeah. do you got winning? Yeah, UConn. I got New Mexico versus Arkansas. I got Arkansas winning. Right. I got UConn too. I think they I think they might make a little bit of a push. They're always, they're always a tough team, UConn so play, I, I respect the, yeah. the my bracket at 5 a.m. I probably would have picked UConn, <laughs> but I'm staying committed. Um, Alabama, Texas Tech's my next one. I'm gonna stay with the Red Raiders. Yeah. Texas Tech, Texas Tech. Um, next, we got the Michigan State Spartans. Well, on some brackets, and Duke. Um, yeah. We go with Duke over Michigan State. It's only right that uh, Coach K beats Tom Izzo one last time. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys got me thinking, but I think Davidson's there over Michigan State, and I got obviously Duke going over Davidson. Yep. Um, Baylor and Marquette. Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, Baylor beats UNC for me. Next, mine is St. Mary's and UCLA. Yeah, Johnny Juzang is not going out in the first round. Excuse second round, sorry. UCLA. Yeah, I got UCLA over Wyoming. Next going to be a, an interesting one. We got the Purdue Boilermakers against Tech. Hey, give me them Hokies, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, st- I'm rolling with the Hokies, too. I ain't going to – I'm on the bandwagon for him a little bit. But. Hunter Couture going to have 25. He's going to shoot like six for eight from three-point line. They get a big dub. Yep. Uh, next, got Murray State and Kentucky. Yeah. Get that one down. Kentucky. Um, Arizona and Seton Hall on my bracket. Arizona. Arizona. Um, Illinois and Houston. A lot of knife. Yep. I got over Chattanooga. Yep. Um, Tennessee and Michigan. Balls. Yeah. Yeah. I got I only got Michigan winning one. Yeah. Um and then I got Ohio State and Villanova. I'm taking Villanova, obviously. Yep. Yeah, Nova over Loyola, even though Loyola is just uh, is just that uh Mark Madison. Sister Jane about to strike you down in your sleep. <laughs> um next Kansas over Creighton. Yeah, same. It's tough. Um, Man, I mean, we've got Zags, Duke, UK, Kansas, Arizona. You know, tough to go against. Them. Yeah, somebody's going down though. Don't get me wrong. They're yeah, not going to get there. But uh, first couple rounds, they they should have. Next, we got Iowa and Providence. Iowa. I'm going Providence over RVA on mine. Um, and RVA, <laughs> Wisconsin, LSU. <laughs> I got Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin over LSU. Um, and then Auburn and Miami. Yep, Scam Newton. Going War Eagle over the U. Yep. All right, so that's the conclusion of the end of the Sweet 16. Yeah, going to keep with that. Cause yeah, I was we, like, Cam, you got your picks uh, locked down right there? I mean, for the most part, yeah. All right, we should Just do keep going. Uh, saying it's like, so for all, like for the round of 64, we should yeah. do Point for a win in that one, and then for the round of thirty-two, we should get two points for a win in that one, and then like keep on going, and then we'll see like who has the most points by the end. All right, I like it. Sound good? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right.
So next, all right, Connor, you before we get into winner loser okay. loss of the week, uh, you got your uh, Jawan Howard rant. Oh so yes, go we'll go ahead and turn my mic off. I, I can't believe I forgot to mention this Duke rant. But please let me resume where I left off. Um, <laughs> Jawan Howard and and I was one of them. Jawan Howard slapped a man and was <laughs> and you know and people were calling for Jawan Howard's head on the stake, <laughs> fire him, suspend him for the year, get him the hell out of here, right? Buddy Beheim punches a man in the gut, <laughs> and y'all want to just brush right over it. And let him play just because you want Duke to lose. Like, you want to talk about hypocritical, right? Calling for one man to completely lose his job and his livelihood, right? And the next guy, you want to completely forget it happened when he punched the dude in the gut just because you can't you can't have Duke win, right? It's just, once again, it's another example. You see it all the time, but I just had right? And Buddy Beheim, you know, a good enough guy, right? I know the emotions were high. It was a physical game. He made a terrible decision, but, you know, he deserved to be suspended, and he was rightly suspended, right? Let's not just paint this picture and, and, and just let it pass right over just because he's playing, right? He did wrong. He deserved what happened. Okay, fair enough. Yep. All right. So moving into the winner and losers of the week. Start off with y'all's winners of the week. Yeah, so winner of the week. Uh, I'm going to shout out to Virginia Tech Hokie. Um, when I was watching the game the other night, imagine my surprise. I heard that uh, Virginia Tech had never won an ACC uh, a men's basketball championship. Um, and, it, you know, quite hit me that it, it appears Virginia Tech has never won anything, <laughs> quite, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, so, you know, shout out to them for, you know, finally winning themselves a championship. Uh, I will shout out my man, Brooke Powell third that had a funny uh, Instagram story today <laughs> that showed like a trophy case with one, with one sole trophy in it. Over the, yeah. That was a pretty good uh, shout out to him. Nice for work, Brooks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations to Virginia Tech. It's, it's an awesome feeling. I'm glad you guys finally know what it's like. Yeah, finally won something else that, uh, besides that Commonwealth Cup, or whatever <laughs> they call it. That's right. Hey, good, good thing they didn't wait for that football team to win nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe? Yeah, winner of the week. I mean, how could you not go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and getting Tom Brady back? Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. honestly, they were in an abyss, and they had no clue what they were going to do at quarterback. These guys <laughs> Blaine Gabbert, right? You know what I'm saying? Or whoever their backup was. They're over here thinking about trading for Jameis Winston again, so at least they can score some touchdowns. Yeah. Tom Brady blesses you to come back. And, uh, I mean, shoot, you should have seen the reaction. Or, I mean, you guys did uh, on, on from his teammates and everybody. And yeah. they, uh, they're they definitely the winner of the week. Potentially, if people are back on to get off topic for a second, on the, t- on the topic of bad quarterbacks, did you see that the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky today? And I think that was a great – they could they couldn't do with the old Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that. Mr. Biscay is going to flourish in, in Pittsburgh, I think. And uh, like I said, I, I was I was cool with him coming here because I thought he would do well. But Pittsburgh uh, is probably going to be a, a perfect fit for him there or new, uh, new you know, well-run organizations, you know, tough. 
you know, fundamental traditional coaches who are going to demand the best out of their play and who always have offensive weapons. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look what he's walking into. He's got Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and, you know, if Juju Smith-Schuster comes back, he's got some serious weapons as well as, you know, they just got a tight end last year as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, you uh, are trash. <laughs> no doubt. Um, so I got two winners of the week. My first one is going to be, once again, the Virginia Tech Hokies basketball team. Me and Connor said this the other day. We'll give it to them because we really don't have anything against them when it comes to basketball. Yeah, um, It's a football team that I hate. Um, <laughs> secondly, this one isn't really um, you know, directly related to sports, kind of, but um, due to the coronavirus and the 2020 season, I was gifted an extra year of eligibility for next season. Oh, nice. Um, so, which I planned on taking. And as of today, I was accepted into the Masters of Business Administration with hey, a sports what? management emphasis Hello. here at the University of Lynchburg. So, fifth year, fifth year coming in hot, baby. That's right, bro. Flaming Cam back again. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's let's give a shout out to the team, bro. Yeah, another weekend, where, another weekend sweep, bro. Tell yeah. Tell us where we're ranked right now. Give us. A, um. So the University of Lynchburg baseball team currently sitting at twelve and two. Um. Ooh. Took took a tough loss um, to a less talented team last Tuesday. It was kind of one of those games where you look back on it at the end of the year, we kind of have like one or two games a year. You really just shouldn't have lost, but you know it is what it is. Um, but currently sitting at seventh in the country, which is awesome. Um, and then just got a big sweep over Roanoke, um, probably one of our bigger rivals in the ODAC. Just to, you know. Couldn't be happier to hand those dudes two L's. So, big sweep yesterday um, and moving into another big week, another big conference series coming up this weekend against Washington and Lee. So, going to try to keep the momentum rolling at uh, Greensboro College tomorrow and then at Pfeiffer on Wednesday. So, try to keep the, keep the momentum rolling here. Yeah, good job, uh, man. All right, what we got? Loser of the week. I'll go first. My loser of the week is going to be the state of New York. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of Kyrie Irving. The reason stuff, I'm yeah. saying this is because – so Kyrie Irving can still not play any home games for the Brooklyn Nets because he's not vaccinated, right? Well, guess what Kyrie did? Not only does he buy a ticket and attend the Duke game in the ACC championship in the same stadium he's not allowed to play in, well, he shows up for the Nets game last <laughs> night to watch the game. Like, like, my man's not allowed to play because oh, we're scared of coronavirus, man. but he's allowed to be there in the first row, <laughs> right? Like, get this, you know, get this crap straightened out, all right? This is BS, right? We're past this. Get my man back on the floor. Shame on you, New York. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely right. That's a good call right there. We, we didn't touch on that. Yeah. So mine's going to be half between um, Perry Saint-Germain and Carson Wentz and the Commanders. So, um, um, yeah, tough week. My, are you, my bad, I didn't mean to cut No, 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 you're good. I was just... My loser of the week is got to be the Commanders. Um, and while we didn't expect to get Aaron Rodgers, while we didn't – expect to get 
Wilson, we had high hopes, right? And those came crashing down this week, and we are stuck with Carson Wentz. So, one of us has had the Commanders as a loser of the week, like, yeah. almost every time. So, hopefully, um, you know, they can be winners of the weeks coming here in the, uh, you know, next months and later months of this year. But, uh, yeah, tough, uh, tough L. All right, we'll move on to the lock of the week. I can start this if you want. Um, Go ahead. So for those of you who are on DraftKings, the DraftKings um, betting app, they recently just switched the odds for the Gonzaga opening round of 64 game to from minus 10,000 to plus 100. Um, basically to get people to buy in, max $50 bet. You know, hammer that fifty dollars. You win a hundred fifty dollar profit, easy free money. So that's my lock. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the seven ten matchup of uh, number ten Miami versus number seven USC. Uh, put all your money on Miami. They're gonna win this basketball game. Well, boy, um, out for <laughs> redemption here on Sunday, eleven a.m. Bahrain, Lewis Hamilton, lock. <laughs> Coming back, I can't wait. I can't wait. You guys got to watch Drive to Survive on Netflix and see what goes on behind the scenes of these um, these principles, these team principles in Formula One. It's uh, and you you'll see why Red uh, and Verstappen. So let's go, Lewis. Go the winner. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. All right. So random category of the week. This is uh, if there was a sports hall of fame. If you were to create a sports hall of fame, who would be the first people, the first five people you would induct? So we'll go one by one here. Who wants to start? I'll start. You ready? So yeah. we're talking sports here. So I'm going to start with high school athlete who was absolutely incredible, the most watched high school athlete in the history of the world. Damn right. My guy is back at practice. Is back at practice. Is back on league fits. Is back in the arena. Zion Williamson. Easily the greatest high school athlete ever, and is getting inducted into my sports hall of fame. Right back. Um, secondly, there's no doubt about it. I was going to go one by one, but you want to knock that off? On? I, I, I will. I will pump my enthusiasm, ah, and we'll go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one by one, like list of your five. No. All right, you know what I'm going to say. The best golfer that's ever lived, 15 major championships, 82 wins overall, the most dominant golfer that's ever lived, the Tiger Slam held all four majors at one time, Tiger Woods. Uh, my my first choice was going to be Tiger as well. Well. So, get back into the more exciting game. Recurve right. your enthusiasm. Get back up there for number two. Number two, <laughs> without a doubt. Animal Alex there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the greatest athlete in Washington sports history. And I just uh I got so much love for the dude. Alex Ovechkin, yeah. number two in my sports hall. You gotta pick Wayne Gretzky though. Nope. Nope. Not my air. <laughs> I know, but he's the best ever. Crowder. For the next three years. Yeah, for a little, for a while, for a little bit at least. All right, I'm gonna go with the uh, the the very recent back from the dead, Brett Farvish, Tom Brady. Woo. 
Mm-hmm. Right. The man, the seven time, seven time Super Bowl champion, the guy that's played in what, 10, 11 Super Bowls in his life. Uh, the greatest quarterback that's ever played uh, the sport of football, Tom Brady. Yep. Um, my second one is going to be we're talking about sports, probably the greatest athlete ever in Bo Jackson. <laughs> yep. Shout him out. Bo knows. All right, Gabe, yep. (laughs) All right, so number three, Sports Hall of Fame. There's no way you can skip a Hall of Fame without one of the most influential fighters ever, one of the greatest boxers of all time, Muhammad Ali. Yep, I know where you guys thought I was going. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. Do nothing. Do nothing. (laughs) Muhammad Ali is um, an icon. Uh, I enjoyed his museum in Kentucky, if you're in Louisville, was a great feature there. And yeah, Muhammad Ali, just a incredible, incredible boxer person. All right. Cam, you know what time it is. I got to go ahead and dedicate my number three spot to the greatest basketball player that's ever lived. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Uh, bro, that's, that's two of mine you stole. <laughs> my. Michael Jordan, the best basketball player. Yeah. So I was I was gonna pick Michael Jordan as well. I mean, if we're talking about somebody in a sport that's, you know, influential, you know, just does it the right way, that type of thing, you gotta you can't gotta have MJ in there. Yeah, there's there's so many people you can go with on this, right? And it's not necessarily who's the best ever or this or that, but uh number four for me is somebody who has changed the game in my lifetime and the sport they play. And we've talked about, talked about, and I'm a huge fan of, I love the energy, love the vibe. Uh, Steph Curry, man. Uh, look at Curry, man. Curry, man. He's just, he's just Steph Curry. And he's just an absolute baller. That's from a uh, YouTube video. You don't know what I was referencing. But, uh, I knew what you are talking about. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, but yeah, just an absolute legend, and will change. Will have changed the game forever. No more will you see sky hooks and layups. <laughs> you will see half court shots and logo threes for the rest of your lives. Yep. Connor. All right, for number four, um, let's get away from the traditional sports landscape, and I want to go to the Olympics. Um, I was I wanted to say Usain Bolt just because he was the most dominant dominant track star of all time, um, but I gotta say Michael Phelps, right? Yeah. More medals, more golds than anybody that's ever competed in any Olympic sport ever. The guy really, really is the undisputed goat. He forty two, Wallaby Way Sydney. Um, idiot. All right, my um. <laughs> My fourth, my fourth one is going to be Sean White. Sean White. There you go. So. Most dominant uh, winter Olympic athlete of all time. Shout out. Yes. Not a doubt. All right. I'm going to do a 5A and 5B just because I got to represent both of these sports. And 5A, as I mentioned, as my lock of the week, Lewis Hamilton, greatest Formula One driver ever. Seven world championships looking to secure. Got robbed of number eight last year. So he'll be back to lock that in this year at number eight. And 5B is a soccer player who is just known around the world as classy, shifty, shaky, 
uh, and that's Ronaldinho out of Brazil. Um, just a legend and was so much fun to watch and truly, truly can be uh, forgotten in the world of uh, you know, superb athletes. All last, right. Last but not least, um, I want to switch it to baseball. And I'm going to go with the guy who I think is arguably the greatest baseball player that ever lived, Willie Mays. Uh, not only was he probably the best center fielder that ever played with 12 gold gloves, he also had a, a three, 301 lifetime average, 660 RBIs, and just under 2,000 RB, – or excuse me, just 660 home runs and just under 2,000 RBIs, along with 3,200 hits and a 156.1 war. Uh, the guy, I think, who's the greatest baseball player that ever lived, Willie Mays. <clears throat> All right. So my fifth one, saving probably the best for last, we're going to go with uh, the chosen one, the king, the kid from Akron. LeBron, LeBron James himself. <laughs> no, man, LeBron. Talk about another influential just star in the sporting world. LeBron, 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 LeBron. While, uh, before we go, I do have to shout out, as we didn't mention, because so many incredible sports Hall of Fames, but shout out to Kobe Bryant. Uh, definitely on our top ten, I'm sure, out there. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. A couple, a couple others, uh, you know, obviously Wayne Gretzky, um, you know, you could go with Ronaldo, Messi, Pele, uh, Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, you got to give them some credit about Serena Williams, yeah. for goodness sakes, um, and of course, Babe Ruth, uh, you know, all of them, but I, I stand by my five, solid five. Mine as well. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, we thank you guys for watching. Um, as always, if you do not follow the Weekend Sweep Twitter uh, sports page um, already, do so. Um, we're going to have a lot of tweets and stuff going out this week, especially with the games starting on Thursday. So give us a follow. Pay attention to that. And uh, we will see you guys next episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke.